you, Chris. Thank you so much for taking our call. It's really a pleasure to speak with you because I have seen you've been with the UNICEF for a while and you have been at the forefront of everything that's innovation, right? You have well, somewhere. I've been somewhere in the mix anyway. I don't know if it's the fore or the back. <laughs> in any case, you kept things moving. I've seen because you have started the, an innovation lab and then you were also federating all the innovation labs in other UN agencies um, a while back. And now you have this wonderful uh, initiative, which is um, GIGA. Can you tell us more? Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, GIGA is a collaboration between ITU, the International Telecommunications Union, and UNICEF to connect every school in the world. And what we really think we can do, working together in partnership with the ITU, is to do something similar to the Global Alliance for Vaccines that UNICEF helped start in the early 2000s. So with vaccines, we needed to both understand the demand from how many kids were being born around the world, and then work with pharmaceutical companies to um, make sure that we had the product to meet that demand and we could pay for it. And we think that we can do something very similar with the vaccine of the future, which is really digital access, this thing that allows young people to be protected somewhat against all of the strange things that are going on in the world. And, um, so what, we, what we're doing with ITU is setting up a, an initiative to finance, to measure and finance connectivity in the same way we finance vaccines, uh, which means we first of all need to know where all the schools are, how much connectivity they have now, how much they need. And then we need to have the massive amounts of financing, private and public, to go into procuring those gigabytes that will provide the schools with access. So in a nutshell, that's Giga, but it's a, it's a really exciting project. We have about 20 countries signed up now, uh, 15 at the head of state level. And we've made quite a lot of progress, even in the last six months, uh, during which time COVID, I think, showed how intensely important connectivity is, uh, even more than we might have thought before. Yes, indeed. I believe that uh, also uh, the um, joint fund, uh, the SDGs joint fund, and there is another venture fund as well that uh, will help finance these initiatives. Can you tell us a little bit of how this intersect? Yeah. So how do you finance 500 billion or a trillion dollars of connectivity when we know that that's not all public money? So it's not, this is not donor money that just goes out and we never see it. And it, it's money that's actually institutional and it can be investments. And the answer, as you've said, is you have to start layering some of these vehicles that exist. Um, we were very happy to see in Niger that the World Bank just financed $100 million of connectivity financing for schools and villages. Um, and we're supporting that work quite closely. And that is half of it is, is pure credit grant, grant facility and half of it is debt, low cost loans. Um, and what we see is that that's kind of the stack that you want to build up in every country, some amount of catalytic technical capital to get some things moving, some grant money and some debt on top of it in order to do these big infrastructure projects. And as you've said, that means we need to bring together a lot of the pieces of the UN system. Um, that could be pieces like UN CDF, which is our the only real systematic place that we have that can that can hold debt in the UN. Um, and it can certainly mean the IFIs, the DFIs, these financing institutions like development banks um, that can offer the much larger loans. And so for us, a lot of the, the goal is going to be to show investors that there is a reasonable return for the private money and that we've used some public money to de-risk it. And so that's really, that's the exciting part for us because it's building a financial system that shows that in order for us to achieve any of the SDGs, we have this core need like we need to be connected. 
right? And I think that's SDG zero. Before you do anything else, you need that one. But in order to so get SDG zero, we need both the public sector and the private sector to work together, and we need to prove that there are returns. And so we're seeing in a few countries, uh, and, and we'll be announcing some also in the next week or two at General Assembly, where we're already able to have those relationships. And it's, it's just exciting to see the whole UN system be able to talk um, together about something because there really is such a huge need that there can be no um, sectarianism in terms of mandate in this case. Yes, in terms of financing the SDGs, I find that that is a very good way to move forward, you know, bring venture capital to the mix. Um, and how did you go about it? Because you started a venture fund investing in companies um, in, back, I think, uh, about five years ago or so. Can you tell us a little bit of the history of how you came about with the idea of having this venture fund that would support startups that were working, addressing issues and problems on the ground, and they, these were startups that were also in on the ground. They were not from New York or from San Francisco. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, the problem that we've been trying to solve and that I've been really looking at with the team for a long time is how you get everybody in the world to have access to opportunity and fair opportunity. And so in 2009 and 10 at UNICEF, we were looking at very specific technology products that we were building that would give access to opportunity. So things like using a text message to get information about market prices or get your test results for a critical medical test. And that was great. And we did some really enormous work with a system that became Rapid Pro. It's a text message system that has about 20 million active users now. It's a really big piece of technology, but it was one thing at a time. We were building one system at a time. And in about 2014, we started to think what we could do if we had more capacity to build more of those in parallel, one system for crop supply information, one system for medical, one system for drones to deliver results after an earthquake so you could see. And the only way we could get the money to do that all at the same time is to look at something like investment capital, like venture capital. So we set up a fund, not because we wanted to set up a fund, uh, but because we needed to do something which was to work at scale much more quickly than we were before. The fund has made about 55 investments in technology companies that are doing really groundbreaking stuff in the 130 countries, 135 countries that UNICEF works in, uh, in with governments as program countries. This includes a AI startup in Brazil, it includes a VR education startup in Serbia, it includes a product in Bangladesh uh, for doing Wi-Fi uh, and accounting for it on a distributed ledger. So these are all sorts of different products and they're all at the early stage, 100 to 200,000 US dollar of investment stage. And so we started doing that in 2015 maybe. And we, we cluster them into groups. So these are the companies working on drones. These are the companies working on machine learning for health purposes. So we can give them the same support a VC fund gives to their portfolio companies. But then, of course, in about 2018, we reached this point where we're like, many of these companies won't scale. They won't make the business. These are profit-making companies that are building open source software, but they're making money. But they won't make the money that we think they need to, that they want to if they don't have access to the rest of people in the world, the 50% of people in the world who aren't connected to the internet. So we're like, well, what do we do? We need to, now we need to go from having a venture fund to starting some sort of large structured finance initiative to get connectivity. And so it's really the same, we're trying to solve the same problem over and over again in loops. Um, and it's, it's just very exciting because I think the team that we have working on it across the UN is even more committed uh, than we were to the previous projects because now we have eight, nine years of history of showing us why this is so important.
Yeah, I like how it all intersects, right? Because you really need first to stimulate entrepreneurship, but then entrepreneurship requires infrastructure. Now you are going after the uh, addressing the issue of connectivity. So I like how it is sort of this tapestry that you are building in terms of innovation that's truly addressing the issues that the United Nations works and the United Nations uh, Fund for Children also works with. So now what's next happening? Tell us a little bit what we can expect from next week's meetings. And I know there are a couple of meetings also in September, uh, in October and November. I think the General Assembly this year as a virtual General Assembly will be a very interesting moment to highlight the need for connectivity. One of the pieces of work that we've been supporting the Secretary General's office on is the SG's Digital Action Plan, Digital Cooperation Strategy, and the action plan around the Digital Cooperation Strategy. This is really a Uh, a five or six recommendation action plan that's come out of the Secretary General's office that says that in order for the UN to be really ready for purpose, fit for purpose in the next 10 years and, and meet the SDG targets, we need to be able to provide some new capacities in the digital space. <clears throat> and the first recommendation in this digital action plan, recommendation 1A, is connectivity for all. It's what we're trying to do with GIGA. The second recommendation, recommendation 1B, is open source digital public goods. It's what we're trying to do with the Venture Fund. So we see a really big alignment across the UN system and under the SG's leadership with the core values and goals and projects we're driving forward. And you'll see that come out in the General Assembly meetings. Um, Undersecretary General Hothschild is hosting a set of meetings around the digital action plan and the cooperation strategy. Uh, and on the 23rd of September, we'll be having heads of state talk about the need for connectivity um, at, a, at an SG's office hosted meeting. But very excitingly, we'll also have colleagues from the private sector. So we have some exciting speakers from major venture capital backgrounds who are going to be both speaking and also moderating panels of startups. Um, we're hosting an event with Kazakhstan. The Kazakhstan mission is hosting an event and we're supporting it um, next week as well on digital cooperation and GIGA. And so we'll see a bunch of these places where you really hear government leaders, the prime minister of Kazakhstan and private sector leaders in the big investment fund uh, founders talking together about how vital connectivity is for the work that we all see as important. So it's a pretty exciting September. Um, then obviously we take a one week breather and then October starts and we look at meetings like the uh, European Union, African Union Summit, where again, you'll see heads of state talking about connectivity. And there we're very happy that uh, Ericsson has come in as a supporter of GIGA, as a major uh, multi-million dollar supporter of this project. And I think you'll see other mobile network operators and, uh, and European funds talking about the need for digitalization in Europe, but also around the rest of the world. So it's a pretty busy two months, I think, and uh, we're, we're excited to see what, what comes out of it. Thank you very much, Chris Fabian from UNICEF. A pleasure speaking with you, and I look forward to keeping com uh, in touch. Thank you very Thank much. You, and, and if anybody wants to follow any of these projects on gigaconnect.org, there's a full list of what's happening. So we really appreciate it. And we'd love to give you updates as, uh, as things progress. Yes, indeed. We will follow up. Thank you, Thank you very much. Have okay. a very nice Ciao. day. Bye. Bye.